Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You can tell us, but we don't show prep. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I just barely make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell. But we don't show. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Mercy, ha ha, it's a six red cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing them, ain't no breaking them, real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, we see the six rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to your squad, the six rig cane show, the six rig cane show, Six rings can show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Good evening. What was that face, Fish? I mean, it's not, it's not a great day. Um, yeah. It happened this weekend. I don't know if you saw it. Do you need some black coral rum? Ooh. Like what I did there? Y'all better get nice. ready for that. Yes. Y'all better yes. get ready for that. It's good Me stuff. And... It's uh, Florida ingredients. Yeah. It's distinctly Florida. Yeah. Three different flavors. Three different flavors. White. Black, not black, dry, dry black. No, dry black, dry black. Dry black and spice. And spice, yes. Oh, that sounds like the idea what we're talking about, but no. Nope. It's a shout out to our uh, our new sponsor. That if you download the podcast and subscribe on any of your outlets, whether it's Spotify, whether it's uh, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, you name it, um, make sure you check us out on the podcast. That's where you will get all the information you need on this really delicious <clears throat> rum called Black, Black, uh, <laughs> Black Coral, man. Black, Black Coral, Coral rum. Listen. It looks like you got into the Black Coral rum a little bit. <laughs> we were doing the ads earlier today, and you don't, y'all don't even want to know. No, 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 no. Anyway. Let's live, let's live. We're live, dude. We're live. Enjoy here. <laughs> we're not trying to, we're trying to get, you know, we're not trying to get kicked off of uh, YouTube. Uh, Blue, DJ, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Just, oh, just as good as you can get on a Monday. I hear you, man. After the debauchery this weekend, uh, it's yeah. been it's yeah. been a tough one. Look, we're gonna promise this to the to the to the to our friends in the chat 
and to our fans. We're going to talk a little bit about it, but we won't get too deep into it because, look, everybody's been talking about it ad nauseum already. Yeah. We, all know, we all know what happened this weekend. It's over. Um, there, you know, we – I mean, you can name how many ways we got screwed over and how many ways we played like crap. It's all together caused the complete debauchery of that game. Obviously, we lost to George Tech. So it's, it's just – it's one of those things that if you really relive it just too much, then you're falling back into the trap of this old Miami mentality. Just, you know, it, 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 look, I need jerked on Saturday. I think a lot of people, maybe 95% of UM fans, need jerked about the whole thing, about it being the worst blunder in sports history. Look, all that has passed us at this point. There's nothing we can do, regardless of what, what you know, what situation we were in then. All we can do is kind of build from that. And this team, I know they're going to be pissed off. And if, if any of you saw what I posted on Twitter already, uh, I, it, yeah, I think UNC, so. UNC's, uh, uh, they're, they're uh, in store for a rude awakening. Go ahead, Bish. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with John. I think both things are true. Um, John S. in the chat. Also, shout out to Gus. <laughs> oh, it's coming with the, with the lulls there. But uh I think I think um, you know I think he, I think this is true. Like we're gonna hear about this not just fifty forever, but they still show that grainy footage of like the Giants fumbling and Herb Edwards running into it, and that is why people learn. That's why yeah, that's why people learn to kneel the ball. And since then, no one has done anything remote. So it's like forty years ago. So yeah, we're gonna hear about this like forever. Agreed. And and so that is that that. That is that's a true statement, and I don't I don't necessarily agree that you like you you flush this. I think you own it, and I think that's what Mario did. Like this is something that happens, right? You, he took yeah. full responsibility without even, in fact, if, if for those of you that didn't hear Joe Rose interviewing this morning, you should definitely check that out. But Joe Rose was trying to make excuses, and he would cut him off, and say, "Nope, you can't rationalize it. I should have kneeled it." And just period. There's no explanation for it. Um, there's no, there's no logical explanation. There's no illogical explanation. I think several of us, as you said, Jess, a little emotional this weekend, spent you know time, time trying to figure out what happened. And you know what? He screwed up. That's what happened. Like it's not, wasn't some master plan here. I think you could actually see that in the, and I think in the immediate post game press conference, he was trying to explain it. And he's like, we should have recalibrated here after this play. I'm like. No, I mean, once it was under two minutes, you just kneel and the game's over. Like, you don't That's have it. to. So, and, and I think after, you know, again, you're coming off the field as the coach. You're going right to the press conference. That just happens. You're trying to think through it. Yourself. I think after you had time to reflect on it and really pro- go through the game tape and realize, oh, you mean after Cheney got the first down in the previous sequence, I could have just kneeled it. I think he realized that was just stupid. My bad. And he owned it. And I think that's how he'll get the respect of the players and everyone in the in hecked and that's what you need to do to move forward but i think there's a tendency to say oh flush it put it in. no own it it's part of who we are now <laughs> to be honest like forever but you know that's when sometimes this is where you get tested and you prove you're stronger you're weak and to your point jazz i think this team is, is strong and i and 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 i think that's i think the more i've looked back i know you said not to keep looking back on it like we're all focused on 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 um you know the the, the decision not to handle which is again Yes, it is of historical idiocy. Let's just be real here. But the sequence of events that happened around that, first of all, the fumble wasn't a fumble. It was clearly down. Like, it's an insanely bad call. Then, for them to go 75 yards in two plays and win the game, I mean, 
Sometimes, like, karma or whatever, Yahweh, whatever is against you. And, like, for all of that to happen in a row, sometimes you're just like, you know what? Bleep happens. Because, <laughs> huh. I mean, all of that, like, cause what, what would happen 99 times out of 100 is he hands it off, the guy gets tackled, like, I have no idea why they're running it, game over. <laughs> this yeah. case, you know, it's a bad call to call to fumble. But even then... 25 seconds, they had to go 75 yards to win the game. Like, you're still, you're still probably going to win. And that right. had the dude juggled it and made like a ridiculous catch, which I didn't realize in real time. But actually, like, he didn't catch it clean the first time. He actually caught it when he turned around. It was, it like went up off his hands and he flipped around and caught. I'm just. It's crazy. Best player on our team and one of the best players in the country blew the coverage on the last. I mean, what are you going to do? That was a good throw, too. I mean, that was a very tough throw, all things considered. And. Yeah, I mean it's a clutch play yeah. to make. It's a clutch yeah. play to make, especially that 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 Georgia Tech team. Let's be honest, like we 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 dominated the whole game. Uh, you know whether our offense was playing terrible or not, we've dominated on both sides of the football. You saw it the whole entire time. Uh, you know those the scores by Georgia Tech was poor field position <clears throat> when when TVD made mistakes. Which by the way, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll definitely get into that, but we'll talk about that. But also some really ridiculous, you know, penalties, right? That put them in a position where they had a short field and they capitalized on a short field. But you got to give your hats off to the defense. They played their hearts out and they played really, really, really well. Okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, they had a couple mistakes towards the end. But listen, man, that, that doesn't happen if, if you take care of business. And at the end of the day, I think that you got to put things into perspective. You got to understand that, like you said, Vish, like, what are you going to do? Like, everything. I mean, all of that. And, yeah, I mean, for David's point, just, like, just to be yeah. clear, like, his elbow is down, then his shoulder is down, and then the ball doesn't come out. Then the guy rips it. So there's, like, a distinct action. It wasn't, like, a situation where, like, maybe it starts moving. Like, he was so obviously down. And, yeah. you know, and it's I one know of those things. You know, a lot of people are going to say, well, Miami fans sound like crybabies when they're talking about the referee screwed us. The referee screwed us. They did. They screwed. I mean, well, this they, is the thing, right? The, game the, up, the only, yeah, but especially that that last not fumble. I mean, if you look, I've not seen a single person look at that and say that was a fumble. It's well, there's our, it's the ACC it's, has still hasn't come out with their with their ruling. So, yeah, for those that aren't following, well, Mario that, Mario said the, that Miami we sent formal requests for them to explain how that was a fumble and have not heard back yet, and I don't think we will because um, it was it was not a fumble, um, but. I think on that one, even the people that are like, screw Miami, they're not saying that that was a fumble. They're saying you should have kneeled it, which is kind of irrelevant to whether or not that's a fumble. Right. So no one's actually looking at them and be like, oh, yeah, the ball is moving. Look at this angle where you can no, because he ripped it out after he was lying on the ground. So that's unbelievable. But I will say, when Blue and I talked about this a lot last week, um, you know, Georgia Tech is a schizophrenic team and they play good for period, like really good football. They dominated Wake Forest. They played Ole Miss tight for three quarters. They were killing Louisville for a half. They have good football in them. They haven't put it together for a whole game. Right. And when we didn't capitalize in the first half and left them in the game, and we're up 3 nothing instead of, like, you know, 14-17-0, like, Georgia Tech is not terrible in the sense that they aren't capable of putting a good half together. They've done it against multiple good teams this year. And, you know, in the second half, we went up 10 nothing, and they – I mean, yeah, there was some penalty aid and stuff, but like, full credit to them. They they fought hard and they kept playing. They kept coming. Well, and coordinator had a good game plan because yeah, yeah, we, their interim coordinator came and confused yeah. us. And then they tackled really well, like because there were a lot of 
plays where you're getting five, six yards where if one guy misses, it's gone. And they they did a really good job of tackling too. And I mean, they played a good game and and that's why you got to kill a team when you have a chance to do it. We didn't do that in the first half. And, you know, the quickness with which it went from 10 nothing to them up. I mean, it was it was touchdown, then interception two plays later, then they're in the end zone again. It's like, okay, we're, you know, we're in a battle. And, and you know, I think the first half is the half you'd like back as much as the end sequence because just there were opportunities, especially in the run game, there to really put some distance in there and we weren't able to do it. And, again... Blue. We talked about this as well. I'll throw it to Blue, actually. For yeah, you. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about this. They're an ACC team. They have kids that can play. Like, they're a power five team. You can't screw around in this. And we actually had that discussion, Blue, last week. I'm curious to get your take on this in terms of some of the play calling. Remember, we had some people in the chat saying we're going to hold stuff back. We were like, you can't really do that here. Felt like we kind of screwed around with the play calling in the first half. But I'd like to get your take on that. Well, first of all, DJ, we're back in the seven and five game, brother. We're I right know. Back. I was actually we're thinking right about that the other day, Blue. Seven and five game. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Not that you I'm rooting I mean, for that, but we thought they'd be four and one, or we thought they'd be four and one, but we didn't think they'd lose that game. And no. that that hurts in no. many ways because it's a conference game, obviously. And Vish, I'm 100 percent on your side. Uh, Georgia Tech has a lot of kids. They played inspired defense. That dude just got a raise and a freaking promotion because if it takes you four days to put a God darn offense, a uh, defense together, uh, then God bless you because he, they had an answer for a lot of things. Miami probably got what? 500 yards, 490 or something yep. like that. But still it was in between the twenties. It wasn't going to threaten. And that's the one thing I kept thinking about is, you know, I've never been a Brett Key fan. I mean, last I remember, George O'Leary was telling him to go get coffee at UCF. Now he's a freaking head coach at Georgia Tech. But I sat in a press box and I kept thinking, they, they came to play. And Miami just didn't take advantage. And, and I was really disappointed in Tyler Van Dyke because – he looked nothing like a leader. He really didn't. I mean, he threw more errant balls and more. He just didn't look like his leadership. And thank God for Restrepo, because if he didn't catch half of them balls, it could have gone, gone south really quick. So, um, yeah, it's a disappointing loss. And as Alex Dono and I were talking this morning, I lived it Saturday and Sunday. I'm finished with it because if you hold on to it, you're going to be five and seven because every damn game you're going to go into thinking it's going to be a vendetta game and you can't play anywhere near you've played the next two weeks. Because if you do, you'll be at four and three. It's not even up for discussion. You'll be at four and three. You've got to put all that behind you. And you know what? All this crap that these people are saying on the internet and all the fans, I, I don't. What goes on in the in the locker room and in, in, in that program is far from what they're portraying. Absolutely. He didn't lose anything. Believe me. He's worked too hard. They well, we'll get into that too. For sure he didn't lose anything. He didn't no. Lose. I mean, you know what? When I hear that and I'm, you know, I mean, I, I think to myself, People just don't understand the transform transformation that's been made here in the last year. Really. 
I mean, you know, I mean, it, you could say, oh, they regress. No, well, you know, so is Wake Forest then. Uh, so is Mississippi for three quarters. Because Georgia came in there and, and Vish is 100% right. They, I look at their roster. I mean, they've got a guy, the kid uh, who, Leary. The kid who scores the touchdown. He's an Alabama He was kid. the number one player in the state of Florida three years ago at Orlando Edgewater and went to Alabama. So yep. it's not like they've got nothing. You know, I mean, the kid who played safety number one uh, was the number two rated safety in, in the state of Florida out of Jacksonville Trinity Christian. I knew a lot of those kids. And you know what? You take a look at a guy, their quarterback situation, they played well. But here's what I think that Miami needs to focus in on. And I'm blaming Tyler Van Dyke. I don't care who says anything. I don't care if he threw for 400 yards or whatever he did. His leadership sucked. It really did. He, he should have gotten them out of all those situations. True senior leadership does that. You know, you look at some of those games the other day. Look at look at some of those games. There were some terrible games. I mean, there were games. You look at the Missouri game. They should have beaten LSU. I mean, come on. They were in there with them. They had the lead. I mean, you take a look at some of those games, and you watch Alabama and Texas A&M, and A&M obviously has a couple of kids out. They played them very well. So I think this is the deal. I just think that we our leaders need to be leaders. They really do. You can't expect a freshman to come in there and be a leader. You just can't. But I thought they played well up front. Uh, they played you look at you look at statistically, and if you looked at the statistics, you go, oh Miami went 35 to 7. And that's what you'd say. But that's why statistics are misleading. But my take from the entire game was you can't carry this to Chapel Hill with you. And you can't carry this then the following week here against Clemson. Because it won't be up for discussion. I watched both of those teams. And Clemson's on the way back playing well. They're doing some good stuff. North Carolina is as good as anybody. You know, they can minimize them all they want. But they're a pretty damn good team. And Miami hasn't done very well against them you know, in the last decade or so. So put it all behind you. You know, I don't want to hear any more of this stuff. And Alex and I talked about that this morning, like I said. And I says, okay, we hurt. Everybody said their piece. You know, he's a bad coach. He made decisions. He, whatever you want to say. But now it's time to just put that behind you. You're four and one. You're not a one and four team. You're a four and one team that could turn things around in the next couple of weeks. Or you could go the other way, like, you know, like DJ and I say, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe they're not mature enough in a lot of ways. But, I mean, to me, I think there's a lot of things that need to be done during this week. And I think that people, you know, I mean, everybody wants to be transparent and everybody wants to take ownership. Well, do it. This is the time to do it because you're going to walk into a place where they'll have 90 percent of the fans. Right. And then Vish. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not going to be a very friendly place, obviously, because they feel now that they've got an opportunity to win this thing. I want to I want to take this in a different direction with you, DJ, because Blue Bay brought up some really, really great points about, you know, put leading this behind you as a player. Right. As a player, as coaches, as fans, even as fans. Right. I mean, you got to leave this behind. You got to move forward. <clears throat> And I know it's cliche to say that, right? And, and everybody says, well, now let's see how you react after, you know, after this. Yeah. You know, this is what makes the team. And this is what really 
Yeah, throw all those cliches. I don't care, right? That's that's all garbage to me. I think that at the end of the day, it's about the performance on the field. Um, you, you got a you got a, a guy like TVD who comes off of a terrible performance, right? Probably the worst performance he's had in a in a Miami Hurricanes uniform. There's deficiencies there uh, on what he's doing. He's he's you know, we won't get into specifics on it, but there's certain things that he's doing that's allowing the defense to capitalize on on some of the ways that he's re- reading them, per se. Right? right? Let's just put it that way. That's why he made some errors, uh, you know, some errant throws. He also looked <coughs> he was very, you know, indecisive on, Sorry. on his on his looks, on his reads, and he made a lot of mistakes. We, I know a lot of people don't want to give him that last, that last interception – wasn't his fault, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. The point, the fact of the matter is, he didn't play a good game at all, not even close to it. Still had an opportunity to win, but I think what's most telling to me, again, as cliche as it sounds, is the reaction from the players that I saw after that game ended. Right, you saw right away, you saw Nes Cooper throw his helmet down on the floor, pissed as hell because he knows they let one slip away. He knows that. You know, there's there's a lot of contributing factors of to why he was pissed off. And you saw Matt Lee as well, right, C- crying on the sidelines, saying how much he's given to this team. X, the same thing, right? Uh, you know, Cam Kitchens is still feeling it now, right? They're all shook. Pimp down brought brings. They were all shook, and I think that that's appropriate. That's how you have to feel. In the past, we've seen some of this team, some of these idiots on the sideline dancing and smiling and messing around while they're getting their ass kicked. You don't see that. You haven't seen that now, right? You're seeing this team, and Blue mentioned it. This team has transformed, and it's going to continue to transform. It's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to get better. What my, my question to you is, when you see that from a team, does that instill more confidence in you to say, all right, this team can bounce back from this a lot better? Their mental fortitude, right? They're, 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 they're able to, to, to band together as a team. Be pissed off and go in and kick UNC's ass. It does because to me, you know, I would rather see a player crying on the sideline because he's upset at a loss or a certain play than somebody dancing on the sideline, you know, when they're down by two touchdowns. I mean, there is something to be said for that type of emotion. And, you know, people can, you know, say what they want. Oh, they're big, tough football players. I'm supposed to act like this, blah, blah, blah. But it means that they want to win. They're invested in the program and, you know, they take to heart what what the results on the field are. I would rather see somebody who, you know, slammed his helmet down in frustration because he didn't make a play over just, you know, straight face, no reaction on the sideline. You know, it, you know, I, I, I remember seeing, you know, a couple of my old college games as a team manager and I liked seeing, you know, players upset and taking the game to heart when things were going well, because that to me meant that a, they believe in what the team is doing. And also that, you know, they want to get better each week. So, I mean, I mean, to me, you never like to see players upset, but those reactions definitely make me feel better about our chances this week. Yeah. Look, um, the reactions to me kind of told me everything I needed to know about this team. I think that this is a different team. Blue, you you mentioned it. Uh, you know, Vish, we spoke about it a little bit as well. Um, it, it it's taking the it's taking on the characteristics of you know its head coach and the coaching staff as a whole. You know, you you hear you hear Shannon Dawson taking full responsibility now. You hear you know, and I know all of us want to say, who cares about that? It matters. It matters because these are 18, 19, 20 year old 
kids, uh, unless you're you're Cam McCormick and you're 38. But, you know, yeah. but it matters. It matters, uh, Jazz. It matters, right? It, it, it matters if are, something are, comes are, out of it. If absolutely. it's just going to be the same old thing as next week and you're going to be apologizing every week, right. uh, apologizing every week. But it matters. I mean, if something positive comes out of it and you know what, instead of crying, Matt Lee needs to focus in, be that leader. Let's, you know, let's rally that team around. And I understand that it hurts, you know, to lose a game that you were what 18 point favorites or whatever they were. Um, but here's the, the reality of it. And, and I think it goes back to what Vish and I said last week, they got players. Virginia's got players. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, North Carolina State's got players. They're power five teams, so anything can happen. You know, I mean, except for Vandy. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, every other uh, team in a in a top top uh, top conference. And not to interrupt you, but I'm just saying you were talking about how you know it that you got to use this and you know ownership and all that, and that's fine. But you can't do this every week. This has got to be one of those things. You come out against North Carolina, and even if you should lose, you bust your tail. And you go, you know what? You know, we left it all on the field. Might have lost by seven or whatever, or one by three. But we came and showed that, you know, what happened last week, you know, was one of those things that happens to a lot of people. You know, Ole Miss always gets into Alabama. You know, I mean – you know, I mean, if Georgia ever played anybody, that would happen to them. But they, <laughs> although they did beat Kentucky to, to death. So I will say, but I agree with you, Jazz. It's it, it's great, but it's got a benefit down the line. And, McCann, and McCormick uh, is in his 22nd year, not 23rd. <laughs> but but I, I think it's important that, to Jazz's point, that they, they accepted that responsibility because yeah. – Otherwise, I know Blue, you're saying like the locker room's locked in, it's not an issue. If you start going out golden on this and blaming everyone else, oh, it's yeah. obviously your fault, then that's how you lose the locker room. So <coughs> you know, it's in it's in these moments where you're tested. Unfortunately, it's a game that there was no business losing that they lost, but this is where you get tested. You don't get tested when you're killing everyone. Right? When everything's going good, it's easy to go in front of the team and talk to them. When you made a blunder that cost the team the game and everyone knows it and you accept responsibility for that. Yeah. It's a learning experience for the coach, a learning experience for the players. And it's something they can either grow out of or get crushed by. And to Jazz's point, I think they're going to grow out of this. Um, now, Blue's general point of you can't keep losing and then coming back and be like, don't worry, it's my fault. Like that's something's going to Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you're also, you're, look, let's, that's like a one in a million shot. You're never going to lose like that again. Like that was that whole thing again. Yeah, we didn't whole series of events. They didn't fumble the two the two ridiculous passes, and they're in the end zone. Like they didn't even kick the tying field goal. They scored a touchdown. Like, yeah, just that's insane. That's never gonna happen again. Like that. So, I mean, that's not the issue. I do think there are some and blue touchdowns a little bit TBD. I think 
thing that frustrated me in the first half was with him playing like that, we were forcing the pass. Like, we should just run a lot more in the first half. Yeah. And I think Georgia Tech dared us, to your point, Blue. You can go 20 to 20. If you're not scoring, we'd gladly shorten the game anyway. And we just did not have the patience to get six or seven yards of carry and drive down that we kept wanting to throw it. Even that first drive, um, recall, we took the ball and moved it down to, like, their 40. That was despite them calling up blocking out of bounds or whatever. We had us and wipe out a long run. And then it was second and short. We threw – we ran that weird option play. I don't know what the hell that was. And then we called a wide receiver bubble screen on fourth and three, and it was like – we could have just handed the ball off on any of those plays and gotten the first down, kept moving. I think there's a little bit of, I don't want to accuse them of lack of respect, but I think a little bit of we can handle this team versus, you know, just doing what we would do against, like if we were playing a Clemson or a we're trying to be with certain things. Yeah. Right? I think so at the beginning and then they, then they found themselves in the game and then it right. was on. Right. And I think that was probably the opportunity. Yeah. TVD didn't play well, but I, I was, I, to be honest, blue touched on, I was impressed with their defensive coordinator. He kept switching things up. He adjusted yeah. at halftime to what he knew we were going to try and do. Because the whole first half, I'm watching them with two high safeties, five in the box, maybe six. I'm like, we got to run at this. Comes out in the second half, he's creeping in his slot corner. He's bringing us, there's eight in the box now. And yeah. we're running at it. He, their defensive coordinator he was He wanted you to run the ball. Yeah. He, he dared you to throw. And if he threw through with eight men, it, it was stacking the box like that. So Yeah, he just yeah. readjusted right. to what we were going to do in the second half and was on top of that. Their defensive coordinator did a great job. What, like, yeah, did a great job. That's why I said that's why I said he got a raise. Yeah, that's all. Well, let me that tell guy. you, Blue, I'm 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 gonna agree with Blue on this. A lot of it has to do with how poorly TVD played. There was there was yeah. a lot of player, there was a lot of receivers running wide open that he missed. There was a lot of plays where he could have checked into something or checked out of something, and he made a lot of bad reads. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, just in, in hearing some of the other shows and some of the other people who know a little bit of football, per se, more than I do, right, as far as, like, the play calling the schemes. Apparently what Georgia Tech was doing a lot of is where they were keying in on what TVD was doing with his eyes. So if he was looking at a certain direction or a certain key, they were moving their safeties that way, which caused yeah. – so then, so then, of course, we all already know that TVD has an issue with his making his second and third and fourth reads, right? He kind of locks in a little bit sometimes. That's why Restrepo had 12 catches or 11 catches or whatever he did. So you're talking about a guy that's already has that issue, and if and he had all day, in the, he had all day. His offensive line played great. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, great time, man. Great. You know, you got to make your reads, man. You got to go through your progressions and make the right throw. You had a guy wide open. Uh, in the end zone on, on one of the goal line plays that you ran and you still threw into triple coverage, those are issues with TVD. That's not an issue with the play calling, right? So it's that's a, a fresh, play. those are what freshmen do or sophomores. They'll throw into coverage like that. And, you know, just Absolutely. because they're frustrated, not if you're a guy with, you know, all these starts and all this, you know, talent, you can't do that. Throw the damn thing away if there's nobody open, you know? I mean, that's where, you know, to not to, to switch gears, but that's where Tua has progressed. If he doesn't have anything, he's not forcing it in, even right. with all that speed. That's going down the, and that's what that's what Tyler needs to do. He needs to, right. as you say, go do your, your progressions. If there's nothing there, then toss it out of bounds. Don't don't give that other team an opportunity. Or use your legs a little bit. He's he can use his legs a little bit. But you that's know. and that's another point. Uh, how come Miami keeps running tackle to tackle? 
And that because that's where Georgia Tech's strength was. Yeah. If you look at it, the front the front three, and then there are two linebackers, as Vish was saying, they were creeping eight up, but the three interior linemen were pretty big, and then those two linebackers kept filling in. So I'm thinking to myself, you got I know that A.J. Allen, from what I heard, was in the doghouse, but he started playing. And then Henry Parrish, and he, they have the speed to go a little bit outside the tackle. They have the guys. They have the guys. But they didn't do it. And then what you do by that way is you set them up for fakes and let get them out of the backfield, not on a full wheel route, but maybe, as you said, a bubble screen or just to get them in space. And that's why he kept throwing uh, to uh, Restrepo. Because, you know, Restrepo runs those good patterns. He'll shake off, you know, a corner or whoever he's got, a safety. And he'll get open for that, what, split second, but he's open. And that's why he kept going to him. Because I was looking, being up in the press box, and they have the replays. And you look at the replays, and I go, oh, man, he gets, you know, there wasn't a guy two and a half, three yards away, which you never see in a major college game. But that's why he kept going to Restrepo. He was open. And, yeah, Restrepo's not going to get you 60, 70 yards. But they have to find a way to balance, especially this week. Because, as Vish alluded to, if Georgia Tech picked it up, you don't think North Carolina is going to pick up a lot of that and stack the box on them and, you know, you know, come. You want to run tackle to tackle? Run tackle to tackle. You know, we're just as big and strong as anybody in the country when it comes to our front seven. So Miami's got a lot more, got to be a little bit more innovative. And let me tell you something, other than the last, uh, you know, two plays, Miami's defense played really well. They did. did. I thought Gidry really dialed up a really nice game. He did a lot of good things. They got, you know, they put pressure on the quarterback a little bit. They stopped the running game. They never really gave up a huge, you know, chunks of yards. And they had, what, four plays where they went three and out, so or five plays. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, it's sort of like a pitcher pitching a two-hitter and striking out 11, but your offense really didn't help you. So it's, you know, it's, it's a correlation and maybe, you know, an off-base type of comparison, but that's what it is. You get a good pitching performance, and then all of a sudden your bats go silent, and uh, that's what happened. Miami really never, I mean, they never struck goal except that long one. And that was to Restrepo, right? The longer one. Who was it? Was that? Am I right? Oh, Kobe, Kobe Young. Young. Oh, Kobe, Kobe Young. Restrepo right, too. Yeah. He hit Restrepo he in the third quarter. Right yeah. Yeah. And that yeah, was, so. that was because that was the, that was a good adjustment by uh, Dawson on those. Cause that was yeah. adjusting to Georgia tech now playing in the right. box. Because in the yeah. first half, the over the top wasn't there. There's two safeties were deep, and they were taking no, the no, no. You're right. You're right. And I think that that the defensive coordinator Georgia Tech matched Dawson the whole game. He really did. He countered stuff. He made adjustments. Yeah, and like Vish, like Vish said, he you know he saw what Miami was going to bring to the table, and he goes, okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll put this guy here and put that guy there. So, yeah, I just I'm not going to dwell on a game that is in the books. Okay. We, we kind of dissected it to the point where we know what happened. We know what went wrong, but the one thing we can't beat ourselves up going into Chapel Hill. The, the one thing I, I will say though, um, you know, as bad as that game was, we got the ball with six minutes left up three and ran the entire clock down, took all three of their timeout. They had yeah. all three timeouts left and iced the game yeah. before that insanity happened. That's what good teams do. You're playing like crap. 
You haven't really been able to run the ball that well. Yeah. But hey, we do those extra reps in the offseason because of this toughest part of the game, we're going to be stronger. And we actually were. Yeah. And that's where that the the tragedy of the way that game ended, like those last that that end sequence wiped all that out. That was a really impressive drive. You got a team knowing you're going to try to run the ball, sitting in the box, and you just keep running over them for first down after first down after first down till they ran out of time. And then obviously yeah. the end sequence happened and no one's ever going to remember that. But that was a six minute drive with Georgia Tech using all their timeouts to run the clock out and win the game. That is a really, that's what good teams do. It's like, they don't give you the ball back. Yeah. No. And we, and, and we did that. And then it, obviously it went the way it went, but that, 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 those are good signs that you're able to do that. The other team knows you're going to, we definitely could not have done that last year. Like there's no way you're grinding out the game at the end like that. And, and, and so it's just, it's unfortunate end of the way to, but that, that that was really we talked about you know they're they're investing in the offseason program they're getting stronger they're you know getting mentally tougher it showed in that moment again no one's ever going to remember anything from that game except for one thing but i mean that that yeah. drive you're thinking georgia tech's going to get one or two more possessions after this and they didn't other than the fluke at the end and so you know that's the type of stuff that'll carry you well beyond this game that hey if we get the ball back you know maybe not six minutes but you know, you get it back with two and a half left. The other team has a couple of timeouts. Yeah, we can run this clock out. We're going to run for some first downs and the game's over. Hmm. That That's how you win games. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't win that game, but that's exactly how you win games. And that's how you, like, you, Blue mentioned Georgia earlier. That's how you avoid upsets. You don't give the team the ball back. And so I think there's a lot, despite the way the game ended, I think there was some encouraging in <laughs> there. All right. All right. Let's move on. Move along. Move along. Move along. Before we get to it, let's uh, let's um, talk about our sponsor, PricePicks.com. Here, let's check them out. Check them out, Price Picks. Check out Price Picks is what I wanted to say. Um, go to PricePicks.com. You're gonna log in. When you log in, you're gonna enter the code five F I V E, and they will match your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Make sure you check them out. It's real easy. You're gonna choose anywhere between two to play two to five players. Choose the over under on their individual uh, stats or individual categories. <clears throat> That's how you win some money. You can mix mix and match players from different leagues, from different teams. You can go from the NFL to the NBA to hockey, Formula One, college football. You name it. Uh, they got it on there. Make sure you check them out on uh, uh, on PricePicks.com. Log in, put the code five F I V E. They will match your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Check them out at PricePicks.com. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.